wake and bake with the boys Pull out some weed and get high Dude smoking on the bong while Scotty's talking Way too long, got time to smoke one more Taking the message to the people now Keep smoking and growing and watching prohibition fall down I hit this, man. This yeah. is very interesting. Me and Guru had a oh, nice conversation about it, man. Huh? All right, Michigan Matt. This is, we'll get into a little geeky light stuff. What's up, Michigan Matt? CMH and DE, that's erratic mental halide, and a double-ended HPS fixture. <laughs> Hello, Guru. What the fuck did you just say, man? CMH, DE, HPS, man? I like it, man. You seem cool now. Hello, crew. The question is directed more towards Guru mm -hmm. and his advanced lighting knowledge. I'll just so smoke that. Scotty, me, and you just... <laughs> yeah, because I've heard that a CMH bulb can be installed and used in a thousand watt double ended fixture as long as the ballast is turned down to the proper wattage. Example, with a 630 watt bulb, the ballast would be turned down to 600 watts. First off, is this true? Can an HPS fire a CMH bulb? Yes or no? Yes. All right, let me read the second part and I'm going to let you take it. To my understanding... Running a 630 CMH, and he's talking of a double-ended 630 bulb, right. is far more efficient than running a 1,000-watt double-ended based on micro-mole slash joule. Is it still as efficient? He said joules. I got to smoke, man. Is it still as effective and efficient when run, when run with an HPS ballast? Will my micro-mole joule slash joule still become more effective in the old fixture compared to the one designed for a CMH? So in a nutshell, this is what he's asking, guys. If you didn't follow all that, I guess I'm asking, can I replace my 1,000-watt double-ended HPS bulbs for 630-watt or 945-watt and still get the same advantage using a ballast not designed for it? Thanks, Guru and the crew. What do you got, Guru? By the way, dude, if he says square wave, you have to smoke. <laughs> <laughs> I am, I'm actually ready to smoke, so okay. I'll pack up my bowl. There's two types. There's a sine wave ballast and a square wave ballast. <laughs> are, are we getting into it? Yeah, come on, let's do it, man. Th that, but this is awesome. Sine wave goes like this if you're looking on the video show. It's like what you see when they like on the TV with the heart rate monitors where it's going boop, 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 and it's making like, uh, you know, it has peaks and valleys to it, right? Right, and then with a square wave, it there's I mean it just straight blocks, off drop man. down. Yeah, it's blocks, so it's never there's never really a drop off from it. It's an upside down block, then a right side up block, and they fit they they inter they don't interlock, but they fit right next to each other, and then another block right next to it. And the idea behind it is there's zero wasted space. When you've got that sine wave, that up and down wave, all you've got peaks and valleys, and all that is wasted space. You know, if that's a sign, if that's a, a sign of your energy level. You've got all this space where think about it. If it were just immediately go boop, immediately go up to the top, max out, and then drop off when it ends. You know, you're at maximum the entire time. It's completely more efficient. Yeah, and and the other big difference is the frequency of the ballast. The sine waves are generally a higher frequency, and that high frequency running through the CMH bulb it it uh, like dramatically decreases the life of the bulb. Because it uh, Your frequency it, is like vibration. It is that right? Literally shakes the bulb to make it fail a lot faster than a low frequency ballast would. 
Okay, so high frequency is like a high, you know, higher vibration. Mm-hmm. Low frequency, lower vibration. Okay, yeah. lower lower vibration, lower stress on on the on mechanics. All, all the all the mechanics in the bulb. Yeah. Huh. So I mean, it it definitely those thousand watt ballasts can run the bulbs. They'll have less output than they would with a square wave. They'll have, uh, I guess, yeah, they won't be as efficient. What if he's got a thousand watt square wave? Uh, that should work, but I, I do want to say that he he talks about the 945 watt LECs that are I mean they're out there right. Um, those aren't near as efficient like on a per bulb basis as the 315s are. Like there's a reason no one really ever switched to those, and it right? Was because they actually I'm pretty sure they put out less light than a thousand watt metal halide does. Got it. Got it. So spreading them out, the answer might just be 315 spread out, you know, and just having more plants. I guess it depends on what you're licensed to do, but more plants with a, a, a lower, you know, cost for production. Yeah. So what I gathered from all that was, I know I understand what Michigan Matt's trying to do, but run the proper wattage bulbs for their yeah, like there's no there's no free lunch, man. I mean, if you happen to have a really efficient square wave ballast, you know, that you can dial down, sure. But I think those are like 600 bucks, aren't they, for HBS square? What was the Hortolux Platinum? See, that's the one I know of. Those things are fucking expensive. Yeah, that's the one I can think of. Yeah. So let's see here. What do we got here? We're moving into... Oh, there's a bit of lighting talk in here, man. Cool. A bit of lighting talk. It's always going on. Um, it's actually on the horn with Tyler from Hortolux BSing about lighting, too. It's a lighting day. So this is truth about LED versus HPS. Nematodo G just wants the truth, all right? goes, okay, I think today's episode, Scotty was given props to a guy's flower that was very frosty. Very frosty. Scotty said there's no way he could get that frost from HPS. But then to find out he's running both HPS and LED. Currently, you're not, but you were. No, um, no, no. no the, the guy was, I think, with the frost. What's the truth? I've seen Jungle Boys set up, and it looked like they were running Metal Halide slash HPS systems, and they have some extreme frosty buds. I want LED, but there's so much debate on the subject that I need my buddies to give it, to give it to me straight. Truth behind LEDs versus HPS. I'm sorry for the newbie questions, but I know this place really delivers the truth. I have my scopes on the Spectrum King 400 plus. That's all I can afford for LED. But if I run that in a 400 watt HPS, should I expect to get better results out of my flower with that with both being used? Saying across spectrum, yeah. the only thing I don't ever 800, 800 my... watts is going to be better than 400 watts. And if you have 400 watts of something like the LED, that is just a, a shitload of of photons coming out, man. The it's quantity. The LED brings you quantity. And then if you're also putting a no, I'm so sorry, I screwed up the LED. The HPS brings you quantity. It's just a lot of photons. And jump in here anytime you want, Guru. Yeah. The, the LED brings you a better spectrum. That spectrum is closer to what the what the sun is, man. And and the plant seems to what we anecdotally we seem to get better quality off that. Right. And there's I mean, there's a lot of other things going on too. Like with the LEDs where it has the full spectrum light, 
there's lots of other, uh, I guess, like phytohormones and not just chlorophyll A and B right. going on with it. So, which, which is, is for bulk. Chlorophyll which, A and B is for bulk, right? Right. And then there's lots of like secondary photosynthetic processes that are going on the plant. For that, quality. That need the certain spectrums of light to be able to be triggered. And also the HPS is putting off so much infrared light, it's heating up the leaves. Uh, almost like how the same type of light that like a fire heats something up. That's well, in, we could say like Fleetline Dave too. says... He's like HPS really beats up a plant. It's it's hard on the plant, you know. And we talk about that with uh, seeing the LED grown plants under my SK six hundreds when they get they when they get to flushing and finishing time, they don't look as just pushed hard and I don't know. They look they look more like I think I'd see them uh, grown outdoors. Yeah, and more and more of the light is or more of the energy is going into heat than it is into light with an HPS. It's less efficient that way. Um, so if you've got the money, I would definitely lean towards an LED because I like the spectrum better. I even like just working under – when you go in an LED and it's one of these like a Spectrum King LED, it's a crisp white light. I'm working under a white light right now. Um, as a matter of fact, we could probably replace the bulb with an LED. Light, LEDs are usable. The, the CRI, the closeness to the sun, is in the 90s. It's similar to the sun. Um, when you work with an HPS – it's in what the 30s or 20s. something in the 20s. It's super it dissimilar to the sun, so you gotta have special glasses, and it's kind of you know your plants look a little bit yellowy that you know you can't really tell. They don't look crisp, and just that infrared light coming off them too is heating up the leaves and can like vape off some of the lighter terpenes, and that's why. Well, think about working in the room too, the LEDs man. LEDs have none of that, so none of your your terps that are volatizing off because of the light. Yep. And I hate that yellow light, personally. I mean, it was very nice to get a white spectrum. And hey, I'll throw hey, in here lastly. She was good to me. Well, when it was my only alternative, they, they were, she was real good to me, okay? So I don't want to be like that. And hang on, let's just talk really quick, because you, you were saying something on yesterday's show about uh, the yield report. The DE, HPS dual-ended yield report was like something crazy from... Uh, Whose yield report? You know, uh, uh, Herbal Cure. You were saying that you heard something about Herbal Cure. Oh, okay, yeah, and yeah. The point is, for just straight-up quantity, if you if you sell grams and people show up and they're not going to be like, oh, you know, whatever, if you sell quantity... Then dual-ended lights, uh, dual-ended HPS produces a, a huge quantity of light, and that can you know turns into photosynthetic energy, and that turns into yield. So if it's just and yeah, about but a lot yield, of times that isn't applicable to even the uh, you know I was going to bring in the 630DE from SunSpectra and 315s and all that good jazz is right. more options. But when you get into the more powerful lights, as far as that 630DE canopy set space some people just don't have nobody can run the uh the thousand watt double-ended commercial fixtures at their house ceilings, you just yeah. don't unless you got a commercial garage well, no, or and, whatever and with double-ended if you're not running what is it like, like 20 25 or 50 of them and you have them gridded out right you're not getting the efficiency the yeah, yeah you're not getting the efficiency benefit from them yeah the idea of those is you gotta have a big checkerboard pattern of them or you know you gotta have them all laid out and then they start overlapping each other and you start getting real uh, real efficiency I, like i used to say um i was surprised when i actually had just the, the lux meter the lumens meter just just measuring brightness itself um i would go under the light bulb and think i was going to get you know get the highest re reading no i would get the highest reading between the two lights fixed between the two fixtures where the lights came together you know that's where I would get, you know, where, that's where I would be pinning the meter, not directly. So, do we give the, the bulb. 
did we give the truth? I think we gave a bunch of truths. My, my still, as always, there's, I'm never going to be able to tell you, this is absolutely the best light for you, man. It's, it's a lot of different factors in the situation, and there's a lot of, I won't say a lot, but at least three to four options that I consider good lighting options for the indoor garden. Definitely, but I like the white light option. Even the new Hordle option is supposed to come out. Uh, That ceramic HPS, it's a bright white light. It's, you know, closer to the sun. It's not that yellow. Everybody knows that yellow light's played out, man. Yeah, no, definitely. I was uh, was asking Tyler this morning. I'm like, when are we bringing the 600 CMH Hordelux system? Because it's supposed to be priced pretty awesome. Um, uh, But I was like, I don't want to talk about it anymore, man. You got me excited way too early. Hey, let's have a little sympathy, man. I was thinking about it for, I can't remember, some other company too. We were talking about making those antibiotics yesterday and stuff, man. People work. It's really hard to take a cool concept. You have paid these uh, scientists. Hortolux pays scientists to innovate and try to build the best grow light in the world. And then, uh, you know, they're like, all right, cool. You made this invention's unbelievable. How do, how do we make them, you know, 1,000 a day or 2,000 a day? How do we mass produce this thing? And, dude, it becomes a different problem. There's someone growing over there Feeding his family while living with the fear Cause there's a lawman with a pen in his hand Telling us what we can and can't grow on our land Think it's time to light up and pass one round Stop locking people up for smoking down There's weed still burning in the bong It's our freedom we've been earning all along Good people opening their minds Getting so much resistance from the closed and unkind Think it's time to light up and pass one round Stop locking people up for smoking down Time the lies fall in defeat You can't deny nature's truth in weed Laughing and feeling good inside Instead of buying Xanax Grow urban, get high Think it's time to light up and pass one round Stop locking people up for smoking Just light up and pass one round Stop locking people up for smoking So, LEC 315 versus HPS 600 watt, question mark, question mark. No free lunch. Explanation point. Dank. Dank budsman. So, hey, Scotty and dude, which one would be better for flowering? A 315 LEC or 600 watt HPS. I was planning on running the 315 for veg and then the 600 watt HPS for flowering. But if I could save money and only buy one light, that would be super awesome. <laughs> Thanks for your time and take it easy. So, debatable, man. I, I, what do you think? Oh, how big is your canopy? If you got a three by three canopy, I think you can get away with a three fifteen. You don't need to do much else. You know what I mean? It's not yeah. that big of you know. It's not that much wattage. Um, if you're doing like a four by four or a little, you know, something like that. 
you know, it's stretching it, man. A watt's a watt, you know what I mean? The 600 yeah. watt isn't a piece of shit light, man. It definitely yields, you know? We could, if he did just want to go one light full cycle for a 4x4 four four or 4.5x4.5, four four he could go one of the d- double-ended 630s from Dawson. Because they're they're dimmable, so you could dim it down for veg and then crank right. it back up. Well, I'm just thinking, yeah, I mean, I would think a 630 over a 600-watt HPS. Um, I just want Let me summarize some of the cruise comments, Well, man, well real quick, awesome. just let me ask. What, what did the captain get? The captain uses 600-watt Hortilux, right? He de- yeah, uh, he, he de- you mean as far as his weight? Yeah, what's that his That one guess the weight? Off a of 600-watt, how many grams did he get? I'm going to throw myself in there and say we were really close. Sure. He got 21 point something, I believe. Last my 600 watt grow, I got 22.79. I'm all proud of it. All right, yeah, so the there 600 you go. watt so you can got, yield. Like you mad. got 22. What did you say? 22 ounces, you said? Yes. All right, man. That's a. Yes, I can do it. I can do it times 30, man, right? So that's what. So we're agreeing. I mean, you're, the, the 600 HPS, we're going to go to like you, you're saying, Scotty, that's like sheer horsepower. Well, I'm saying you're get, if you, get, you get, broke a gram per watt on it, okay? And so that means you're breaking over 600 grams. Um, that's pretty damn good, man. I don't think you're going to do two grams per watt on a 315. No, well, you're half the wattage. That's a no-brainer. I don't anybody that tells me, oh, three fifteen, he'll do it a six hundred. Okay, I'm just like, making no, that point, brother. Heathcliff People will tell you said, that, H- by the way. Heathcliff <laughs> said the HPS will put out probably more weight, but ceramic metal halide is going to give you a healthier, more oil-rich product. Dang, how did he say by, what I just said in like forty-five? It took me like three minutes much. to get that out. He said it in like you know eight words. Be patient. What's up, man? He goes, I run an LEC. And after running 600 watt and 1000 watt HPS lights for years, I'll never go back. Wow. Square wave ballast technology and spectrum make for insanely frosty squat happy plants. The only caveat is that caveats is that they're good for a three by three, not much more. So he goes, if you're going for the four by four, like Guru said, at grow area, look into the 630 double ended light fixtures. It says so, or drop under the Google Hangouts DGC chat. There's a few of us um, mo. That may or may not be able to help you get going and fall in love with the LED revolution. So he's given there's all kinds of options, but what I'm seeing here more um, from the crew and from people running these is they're loving the 630, the LEC 315, and what how they're growing. I guess a healthier, more dank plant, even if they're not getting the same yield they would with the sheer horsepower HPS. Right. They're happy, more happy with the quality and the product with the LECs. Pretty interesting, and so. I mean a 630 is watt per watt. You know, very similar to the 600 as far as uh, you know HPS versus uh, ceramic metal halide. So they do have a 600 watt solution for you. Yeah, I mean I'm uh, yeah I'm a shout out. I mean it gets, gets me wondering my room my one room. It's still been dark for a bit, but uh, wow, where's man? It makes me think. Where you at, Hortolux? Where you at with this new bulb coming out that is going to be supposed to be right. a main competitor in this arena? Because I, I like as you say, they're innovators. I want to see what they came up with um, and try and you know include it in the lighting options. Yeah, it was but interesting it what they to said, me, man. They just fucking having trouble getting it mass manufactured, man. Yeah, and that's not my game to comment on because I don't know jack. It's amazing the shit that they do. You go see that factory and see what they're doing. It's amazing, and then to think that they have to do that over and over again, thousand you know, thousand times a day. It's amazing. Yeah, well, ceramic HPS man with the red spectrum, bring it, bring it when I can get it. And who knows? Maybe it won't be equivalent. But yeah, in summary, I feel like 
the the community is just leaning more towards really digging on these LECs. I still haven't ran one. You got one. You're not even running that 630, are you? The LEC. I have no I have no floor right now, man. I got two more weeks. Oh, you're yeah. I got two more weeks. I'm building something nice, but I got a couple weeks until I can get back in there. All right, so, so there's a couple notes here on number one. Is this some stuff you found here? This is. Um, this is our friend Stony Montana, who is such a good friend of the show. You were saying yes, that he's got up, that badass sir? soil recipe. Um, man, he's thinking about – first off, he's, he's thinking about changing lights. So this is from over at Google+. Plus. He says, any new growers or newer growers in the Denver or Boulder area that need lighting? I have a bunch of sealed hoods and 1,000-watt ballast and bulbs lying around, and I would like to help out some less fortunate up-and-coming growers. If you fit the description or know someone who does and could use a helping hand to get growing, let me know. I also have a bunch of nutrients from various companies that have been given to me and I won't use as I'm an organic guy, so hit me up. So, uh, yeah, yeah, over at Google Plus, that's the spirit of of the community. Thank you so much, Stoney. Where do you find them over there if you want to hit them up? Uh, On Google Plus, in the the Do Grows Google Plus group. Uh, I'm sure you can... Yeah, the Google Plus group, I would think, would be the best way. Cool. So is this his yeah. question up here, the when he goes yeah. to check this out? Yeah. I'm finally going to – here we go. Um, so check this out. This is from Stoney. I'm finally going to suck it up and switch to LECs. Now I'm running one 600-watt air-cooled HPS in each 4x4 tent, and I'm wanting to replace each HPS with either two 315s or one 630. With the air-cooled hoods, I manage my temps perfectly. Um, you know, his current setup, HPS air cooled, it is fairly, I don't want to, I don't want to say fairly efficient, but we'll, we'll get into it. He says, I'm a little concerned with LECs not being air cooled, creating a heat issue. Everyone keeps telling me the 630 LEC, now that's two 315s, I'm yep. assuming in a fixture, yep. will run cooler than my air cooled HPSs. How the hell is that? I don't believe Help it. Help make sense of this. I don't. His air cooled HPSs are going to run cooler. Yeah, of course, yeah. man. Yeah, the air cooled HPS will run cooler. Dude, a fucking fly just died in my melted wax, man. This is bullshit. <laughs> what? I'm leaving. I'm out of here, man. <laughs> I'm smoking it anyway. I don't give a fuck. Hey, I'm wax coat, wax coat the fly. Yeah, Damn I'm going to smoke. I'll probably just eat the whole thing, though. Sorry, man. Didn't mean to distract. But, man, a six, I, I lit up. The, thanks to Dawson for that uh, from Sun Spectre for my 630. He gave me one to try out. I put it in a 5x9 Gorilla Grow Tent and... It heated it the fuck up. I mean, he told me. He gave me the warning. He goes, no bullshit. These things are fucking hot, man. So be careful with that. And there's there's no way it's going to run cooler than a 600 air-cooled uh, HPS. No way. No, well, let's go with no, what no you're way. trying to achieve, too. I mean, depending... We always want to up our what we're doing as growers. You know, I like the Spectrum King lighting I was talking about earlier because it's got a really good spectrum and it's growing the great quality weight, etc., but if I was growing and I just, I don't know, I wasn't uh, who I am, excited about growing, doing the show, and didn't want to change things, if Stoney's pu- pulling the weight he wants and the quality he wants and there's air-cooled 600s, I mean, isn't that fine? I guess we're going to say no. Probably looking for the, an upgrade of quality or probably looking to see what he can do if he brings a bright white light in there. You know what I mean? And bring some UV in there. I would think that's what he's trying to do because he's got the I glass mean, right now. I mean, how do you look at people... This day and age, if you walk into a grow and you see a bunch of air-cooled hoods, do you? We're not a production grower, but let's say somebody that has two lights hanging, two air-cooled 600s. Are you like, man? I mean, that's cool. It works good. It's kind of efficient, but 
you're not an elite grower, dude, because you're pushing through glass. No, you know? fuck that, man. You got to smoke his weed. That's how I decide who's an elite grower, <laughs> you know? But um, I mean, I air-cooled forever. I definitely preach that shit, especially in Colorado here at night, man. We'd be pulling in cool air, and it would get rid of a ton of heat. Definitely. Yeah, I, I mean, so what are his options? So say he wants to try something fancy. I think the 630s, it's going to be a lot for a 4x4 four four as well. I think a 315 does a 3x3 three three decently. 630s really more like a 5x5 five five or I think even, a, yeah, I'd say a definitely a 5x5 five five area. So that, I, I don't know if that fits his 4x4. Four four. Yeah, uh, I think it's a little much. It's a little much. What but a, if, he, if he maxes them out to the wall and just accesses his plants from like the side doors and stuff, it's probably all right. What can he do, though? Um, Guru, what are you thinking as far as LEDs go? He doesn't have high ceilings. So what are some really flat LEDs? There's the, the, you know, Spectrum King's a good light, but he doesn't have enough headspace for it. So I, think, I mean, if he if he wanted to try a spectrum, he could do that and cut the top out of the tent. That's what I was thinking the, too. Just the light engine is sticking down, right? Um, but you he feels could so go cool those, when you call it a light engine, don't you, Guru? <laughs> I do. <laughs> uh, the Johnson Grow Lights. They have a super low profile, or I guess horticultural lighting group. They have a small low profile one. Same discrete the diode. Samsung diodes. Come on. That, yeah, discrete diode Samsung one. That's it's really nice. I'm smoking every uh, time he says discrete diode now, man. Fuck it. <laughs> Pacific Light Concepts has some things that could work for him. I don't know. There's a, there's a lot of options in the LED game right now. So Nice. We're hanging out with Greg from Grow Light and Scotty, of course, and we're going to get just into the nitty-gritty of indoor garden lighting. And, uh, man, just, yeah, get after it. You hanging out, Greg? You there? Yeah, I'm here. Awesome. Awesome. Good to be here today, guys. Yo, man. Yeah, I want to find out what's going on this week in cannabis lighting, my friend, because uh, golly, there's a lot of trends going on, man. I called Greg up. Uh, we had a question about a, a guy that wanted a new hood a couple weeks ago, and I run the uh, the Karma hoods myself from Growlight. So he was the first guy I called up and said, you know, what do you think? Horizontal, vertical. Then we got into double-ended talk, and that led me, of course, to get into LED talk. And I said, brother, you need to come on and set us straight, man. I could talk to you for an hour, man. Might as well have the DGC in tow. You got it. Well, that's, that's what we're here, and that's what the indoor grow science and grow lights about is is really spreading true information out there and, and lighting information for the growers to do with the best thing that they do, grow. And, yeah, man. Uh, you know, we give them the information, and, and uh, I know that good things will happen with it. Yeah, you guys are from commercial lighting, and you're just not a guy that hung up a shingle and uh, tried to repurpose some some, uh, uh, some other lights, man. You guys actually come from commercial lighting, so I, I kind of trust that you have a fundamental understanding of how light works, man. We do. We do. We've been, uh, you know, Baron Lighting Group, which is our parent group. Uh, we've been in lighting uh, for 42 years. Uh, we started with uh, circuit boards and LED lighting. Uh, we were the first ones to actually package a, a LED exit sign. Uh, if you've ever seen those exit signs that spell out the word exit with LED, right? Uh, that was a Baron Lighting invention in the late 80s and, and early 90s. Uh, we didn't have luck patenting it. Uh, unfortunately, because uh, you know the patent uh, attorneys and the patent office figured we were just taking a existing technology and combining it with another existing technology that we didn't really invent anything. So you know, still we were the first out to market with it, and uh, you know, since we've added uh, many divisions, we have four different lighting divisions now in Barron, uh, including outdoor lighting, uh, specialty LED lighting for uh, decorative LED stuff, and then our newest division, which is indoor grow science. And, okay. Uh, with indoor grow science. We partnered with uh, Growlight and uh, their OG and Karma products, and 
uh, we really kind of went through the industry to find the best performing light from a from a light distribution standpoint. All right, now, now you you started it by saying LEDs, man. I just want to know straight off the bat your opinion on LEDs, man. I find them interesting. I find them the future just because of the sheer efficiency. Uh, what you being a lighting professional, you tell me what you see as far as LEDs. When 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 the Super Bowl stadiums start changing over to LEDs, I I know that yep. uh, everyone else is next. Oh, and honestly, uh, I, I tell you, everybody in our company was on the phone at halftime of that Super Bowl game in Louisiana. Uh, where you know the lights went out. Saying, if only they were using LED, none of that would have happened. <laughs> but yes. but honestly, uh, you know, LED has come a long way. Uh, you know, in the, just the last uh, eight years or so, uh, in general lighting, uh, we've seen LED just just take over like wildfire uh, from the, uh, the old HID technologies. Uh, and the reason for that is because LED produces quite a bit of light, but it produces light in a higher color temperature spectrum and a higher CRI. Uh, that the human eye perceives as being brighter. So when you actually compare it lumen to lumen, which is how human you know eye response is measured with light, uh, you know HID produces a lot more lumens per watt than than the than the first generation LEDs that came out. But you could take 10,000 lumens of LED light at 5,000 K and compare it to 20, 25, 30,000 lumens of HPS light uh, at you know 3,000 K. And the human eye would perceive it just as bright. So, guys in parking lot lighting and uh, you know parking garage lighting and site lighting, they went crazy for this because all of a sudden, instead of having 30,000 watts of light that they had to light up their parking lot, they could do it with you know 12,000 watts or 15,000 watts. Uh, wow! And people perceived it as being brighter. Well, that's the human eye. As we know, human eye we perceive light, but plants plants absorb light. It's really hard to fool a plant. It's easy to fool a human eye. Uh, with the you know color spectrum and, and the way the light's being produced, but plants they absorb it, so it's almost impossible to fool a plant. So even though we could push watts into specific LED or uh, spectrums, light spectrums with LED, uh, so that we get those active reds and the active blues that have the most effect on plant growth and development, uh, we we need those intensities up there as well. And and that's where I think uh, right now the industry is at is arguing between well, wait a minute when I light up for human purposes you know 300 watts of light of LED light will easily uh, replace a thousand watts of HID light, uh, but when it comes to plant lighting that's not quite the same. You may get better growth efficiencies in grams per watt uh, with an LED, but you would have to get over twice three times the efficiencies in order to make a 300 watt or 400 watt LED light produce the same harvest out of that same space, table space, as the 1,000-watt HPS. Uh, so, and that's, that's the current situation with LED. And as soon as we get those intensities up, and we are working on them, I think we're only a couple generations, chip generations away from having a, a LED fixture, an LED package that will actually produce the intensities in the wavelengths that we need. Uh, we already know we have the spectral recipes right. We have a great veg and flower spectrum for LED, uh, and the veg spectrum works really well. In fact, we've had many growers that have done hybrid systems where they're growing with uh, blue and veg spectrum LEDs, and then finishing off in the flower se- in the flower cycle with HPS. I heard you got to be real provide. real careful with that. I don't know. I mean, it's, I've definitely had people that had issues when like, what happened? You know, and they're veg and LED. 
and the plants really didn't like, and I, I'm sure this was a few generations ago, depending on, you know, there's so many different LEDs mm-hmm. out there, but they did not like transferring over to HID lighting. I mean, they're just... No. Like, so, I mean, I and guess... That is one of the issues, yep, exactly, that we need to do. And, and I, I think some of that is going from those very specific spectrums in LED to the more broad spectrums that you have in the HPS. So even though HPS is very high in, you know, the reds and, and some of the oranges uh, and even some of those yellows that maybe aren't as active as the reds and the blues in LED, but that broad spectrum still has a, 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 a positive effect on the, the, the yield of the plant and how that plant develops and grows. Uh, and that's where we're seeing that kind of shift in LED, too, from the, the pink and purple lights, although I'm sure a lot of people will argue about this, to the full-spectrum lights, like we see from uh, Spectrum King. Right. From uh, some of the others that are, you know, the full-spectrum white light. Uh, now that's that's a great LED light, and I really think that's going to be the future is the full spectrum lighting. Helps yeah, my that's eyes, what it is for me, man. I'm I'm very interested in those. When I see the white light, and when it's bright to my eyes, I guess, man, maybe I am falling for the trick though. But when it's bright to my <laughs> eyes, then I'm like, hey, man, okay, I think we're on to something here. I ain't buying no light that well, that that I can look right into. And that's I think another another thing that's happening in the industry right now with lighting. Everybody, you know, we have all these lighting companies out there that that uh, you know, are, are building up grow lights, either HID grow lights or LED grow lights or even uh, you know, the new uh, uh, ceramic metal halide, which still, in our world, lighting world, ceramic metal halide just falls under HID. Right. Uh, we don't really call it a different light source. But still, uh, with all of those, you, know, you have these companies that are, that are putting these packages together but don't really know the science behind the light and the science of what's happening and what they're trying to recreate. And uh, that, that's, I think, where we're going to see that shift is we're going to get more of the lighting professionals in here uh, and we'll really start creating metrics that, that can really compare lights apples to apples. Because right now you'll have these lighting companies that will fixate on one thing. Hey, we have a higher CRI than, than, than HPS, so we must, must be much better growing. Or we have a better CCT, a color correlated temperature. Uh, you know, we have a 6,500 CCT or you'll even hear claims of, you know, 14,000, you know, Kelvin. Uh, 10,000 Kelvin uh, lights and full spectrum. Uh, you'll hear lumens being thrown around out there. You'll hear PAR thrown around out there. But uh, really, it, it's not any one of those metrics. It's it's all of those put together that really give you a full picture of the performance of that, that light source. And uh, so we really can't pick one metric out over another. We really need something that kind of gives you the whole picture of the performance of the lamp, the color temperature of it, the spectral temperatures, or the spectral colors of it the actual lumen intensity and how much light it's actually throwing out in those spectrums, uh, the quality of the light as it compares to sunlight, and that would be the CRI. So all these things really come together to make uh, measurements that we could really start pulling out and comparing, okay, we've got this sun system, uh, you know, the radiance uh, uh, LEC 615 or 630. Uh, how does that really compare to a 1,000-watt HPS or a 600-watt HPS? I mean, metrically, you know, I, how does that compare? So that we could uh, kind of start figuring this stuff out before you even put it over a table. That is sweet, man. That way uh, growers can really know what they're after. And uh, the, the things with LED that I really uh, I think are going to be just amazing is we have growers out there now, and you guys are probably very familiar with this, that are looking at very specific wavelengths to develop specific CBD compounds within the plant. Uh, so they're after, you know, CBG and wanting to, to raise up CBG or wanting specifically to raise up CBNs. 
Or, yeah, there's a guy, Kevin Folta, at University of Florida that's been actually studying this kind of stuff with flashing you know, di- different wavelengths of light to uh, uh, pull out different characteristics of plants. And not yeah. necessarily on cannabis, but he's been, been working on it. Right. Really interesting. And well, honestly, you know, the terpenes and stuff that we talk about and the terp profiles and, and all this that we talk about with cannabis, those same terp profiles are in an orange, are in a tomato, are in a grape. Uh, you know, they just don't have the full terpene contents that marijuana has. It's like marijuana is the, the biggest uh, collection of cannabinoids and, and terpenes on the planet. I mean, there isn't another plant that recreates as many compounds that are in, in that plant. Uh, so, you know, when we talk about all the rest of the things that, that some of the horticulturists are doing, they're trying to get micrine up in some of these things. They're trying to get limonol or limonene up in some of these uh, uh, products uh, because it improves that flavor of that orange or that grape or that tomato. So, uh, it, it, and if we have these metrics, then we allow these scientists to actually produce results that can be reproduced by a grower in their house or in their backyard. Well, this is getting pretty heavy, so I just wanted to ask, like, what <laughs> what nanometer range is best for the micromoles to hang out in? So, I mean, everything looks good on the spectrum is what I was wondering. Yeah, but, can you give yeah, us, and, like, a, a simple couple rules, like, a couple ways to evaluate a light when sure. you look up, you know, when you when you walk up to, you know, at the Max Yield Show and you look go look at an LEC 630, you know, what do I look at? Do I ask him for micromoles? Do I ask him for his McGree curve, man? Yeah, I, mean, I, would, ask him, I would ask as many questions as you can what, what the, what's the lumen output what's the what is the spectral uh, uh, graph on it what is the, the the CRI and the CCT I mean all of those different metrics all will pull together into something that that that, that makes a good light what you're looking for is a high CRI uh, high CRI is good but obviously it's not necessary because we know people have successfully grown with high pressure sodium for decades yeah and, and they're yet, very low CRI. sodium only has about a 30 CRI so sure. Obviously, CRI isn't exactly the the, the magic bullet. And just to recoup, uh, man, CRI is, is color rendering index. Is that right? That's the Correct. we compare yeah. that against the sun, right? And sun has 100 it's a hundred CRI. Of, yep, it's a scale of one to one hundred. One hundred being uh, as close to the sun as possible. Got uh, it. Basically, imagine a color wheel, like from Pantone or uh, you know a print color wheel where they have sure. the standard colors, and you take it out into the sun, and then that's a hundred. How those colors look would be a hundred on the scale. Got and it. if you take that under fluorescent light, then how far, how much different those colors are perceived under the fluorescent light, give it a number between, you know, usually fluorescent lands between 70 and 90, uh, depending on the phosphors inside that tube. So, you know, there are ways to really boost up CRI. Uh, it just takes more money in the lamp production. And higher Which, CRI, as, as far as for cannabis goes, we want high CRI, we want 90 or, or better CRI, and is that correct? Well, it, that is one of the, the metrics. So again, like I said, I mean, high pressure sodium is very successful, but it has a low CRI, but it has an extremely high lumen output. You know, you're talking 140, 150,000 lumens on a thousand watt lamp. Right. Uh, so you're talking very, very high lumens. So, uh, you know, that's why I said it kind of, it takes that, the, all these metrics to make the whole picture that you just can't pick out one and say, you need this number on this one, or you need that on this one. Sure. Uh, it's almost like a sliding scale. You adjust one and it tweaks another. Uh, so if you have high lumen output, then, you know, your CRI doesn't become quite as important. If you have, uh, you know, a high lumen output and a high CRI, you're probably going to have a better performing lamp than just one with a high lumen output and a high CRI. So if we had like a ceramic metal halide that had the full spectrum and a CRI of 90 
and a lumen output of 140,000, oh my gosh, you're talking, uh, you know, three grams a lot, you know, uh, potentially. That Those are the kind of metrics you could start seeing if we raise that intensity. But again, that, that's what we're, it's all the trade-offs, and it's all just trying to compare these different lights in an apples-to-apples way instead of apples-to-oranges or saying, hey, my CRI is higher than your CCT. <laughs> or, or, or vice versa, I've got higher lumen output, but you know, your, your spectral output's all in the green. Just weed. I like to keep a good buzz on. 